Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Search Todd and Jed. Welcome to the show, Raceline KDM Factory Rider, Blake Fox. Welcome to the Bikes and Bulldust Show, mate. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. No worries, mate. Um, always good to have a guest on every month. We've been trying to get, you know, some interesting riders from mainly New South Wales at the moment. We'll probably branch out a bit later, Jed. But we thought you'd be a good one, mate. We'll jump straight into the racing, I guess, straight off the bat, mate. East yep. Coast MX has been going strong here in New South Wales over the last few months. You've been mixing it up at the pointy end there, I see, and you've grabbed yourself a few wins. How's the series going for you? Uh, yeah, it's been pretty unreal. You know, we've um, been mixing up in three different classes. Uh, it's just, it's been really good having, you know, a whole cali- caliber of different riders, being able to go to a big event since, you know, nothing's been really on. Um, yeah, I've had, you know, pretty decent success so far at it been uh, mixing up with some big guys first year senior um but yeah it's definitely been pretty good all around and just i guess everyone's been loving it you know getting out having a bit of racing yeah nice so you started off the year on a 250 um but now we've seen you racking up the wins on the on the 450 as well how did the 450 decision come about and and how do you like the big bike compared to the small bike yeah we were kind of planning at the start of the year to get either a 350 or 450 just really was just for training purposes kind of just to build ourselves up um so we're comfortable in the 250 for for races and strength wise but then yeah i felt like i was riding it pretty good and uh felt pretty strong done a few club days here and there um and i raced it fairly well so we just thought you know we'd get a bit of extra ride time um different competitors stuff like that at the track and i definitely i definitely like it um I'm not sure what I prefer at this moment of time. I think I'd rather ride the 250 now. Just you know, I train on the 450 uh, every day, pretty much. And when you hop back on the 250, it's like riding a, an 85 again. You get to just throw it around and do what you want. Have you only had the 450 this year? Like since, like when did you get the 450? Um, yeah, I got the 450 this year. Probably I'm not sure. It would have been maybe end of April. I think I've had it. Okay. Was it like you pushing it more? Was it the team pushing it more? Like where did that sort of – or was it sort of everyone just sort of thought it was a good idea? I've been wanting a 450 um, since I was in juniors. I um, I rode a few mates and stuff like that because we knew, you know, we were stepping up in the seniors early. Um, I was making bets with uh, the guy from the local KDM shop <laughs> at um, Aussie Titles. As yeah, he was he was keen on it because I don't know he, he loves it. He loves racing, and um, I was you know you'd throw it out there if you get pole or this stuff, and I just went well, give you this if I go pole on the two fifty at Aussies and win six main events, how about you hook me up with a four fifty? And um, sounds like a good deal to me. <laughs> hey, I went, but yeah, we started off with a second at Aussies in the pole, so that was gone. Um, but, <laughs> Since then, yeah, we've kind of been thinking about it and the team so much didn't really didn't bother them, I guess. They were like, yeah, you know, do what you want yeah, kind of thing. And, yeah, Dad and I just got one and, yeah, we've just had it for a while. I think it's got 90, 80 hours on it or something like that. Oh, wow. right. So it's your bike, so to speak, not a team bike. I honestly couldn't tell you. <laughs> um, I've, Dad's been handling that lately, so I honestly don't know. I, I think it, I think it is the team's, but it's under a 250 yeah if you know what i mean yeah yeah i know what you're saying you just ride them yeah 
Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and you're so you're on the factory KDM team. They take pretty good care of you. Um, but at the moment, and the the bikes you have at home, and the bikes you've been racing uh, in the East Coast series that's that's been on because there's been no other races. Yeah. How much different to um, stock are they? Um, and who, with race the race line team being in Queensland, who's who's working on your bikes for you? Um, so I got Chris Woods from Chris Woods Performance. He's been doing uh, my suspension. But engine-wise and all of that, everything is stock. Um, I, yeah, we haven't been able to really do anything and I kind of haven't really needed or wanted it. I do have a, a Race 250 um, at Woodsy's at the moment. It's been there for a while now. We kind of really haven't needed it. I've just been r- racing the the Practice 250 and the 450 that we got. But um, everything's been pretty stock, A eh, to be honest with you. Yeah, both bikes are 250 and the 450 stock. Yeah. You haven't got an exhaust or anything on them no we did uh we did run a pro circuit um on the 250 we just uh got a bit worn out and um you know it's been pretty hard getting things from race line and shit like that but um we just kind of you know chucked it off and tried to save it a bit and just trying to not wear things down as much as we could yeah it's pretty hard to get stuff at the moment like i ordered a new tire even for my bike the other day and like two weeks just to get a tire i'm like oh geez yeah it's it's like that um but um it's been all right you know we got a, a fair bunch of stuff before all of this happened and it's been enough to kind of get a, get us along just been trying to save bits and pieces everywhere we can yeah yeah not wreck not destroy the bikes and need the extra parts yeah it's um it's hard though you know these 450s they bloody rip through everything go on, i think we go for a rear tire a day nearly it's ridiculous but um Chains, sprockets, all that yeah, stuff—they juice you up pretty quick. It's unreal. We, yeah, it was a massive shock when we saw that. We were bloody like, oh, maybe we should have got a three fifty. Won't be, <laughs> you know, wearing through so many parts. But you, do you work on your bikes yourself, much mate, or is it dad or someone else that gives you a hand out there? Or uh, yeah, I do bits and pieces, but dad, um, dad does the big job. So I'm, I wouldn't say I'm quite qualified for that yet. <laughs> We've been, I don't know. Yeah, I try to learn here and there, but. I know one day I'll probably have to take over for myself, but um, Dad does a fairly good job and he's been doing it for a while. He's, um, you know, learned off Chris and heaps of other mechanics that we've been around and he's really good at it, so grateful to have him. Nice, nice. So, mate, for the last few years before you turned senior, you got the opportunity to represent Australia at the Junior World Motocross Championships. That's a pretty special achievement, mate, for a young guy. Yeah, that was, um, that was bloody unreal. We've fought... Uh, two years of it, I think. We uh, did Horsham in 2018 and then we went to Italy in 2019. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, up on the got up on the 125 pretty early. Uh, they slipped me in a spot at Horsham. You know, there was a fair few Aussie riders there. But, um, no, that's been, yeah, that's definitely a big achievement in my books. Yeah, I spoke to your uh, team manager there, Mark Willingham, mate, and got, got the inside word. Um, the male is, mate, you were pretty much the youngest kid on the grid at Horsham there and you got yourself a top 10. Something to be pretty proud of, mate. Yeah, definitely. Um, we weren't too sure what class I was going to race at Horsham because, um, you know, KDM kind of wanted me to ride the 85 and I just kind of got off it the year before because I was uh, I was pretty tall. But um, okay. I was just going to make the cut to be, I think it was, I was 13, or 14, I'm not sure what age it was to race the 125, but I, I think I might have just made it by a little bit, or if I didn't, I can't remember, they just slotted me in anyway. 
But um, yeah, I came away with two pretty decent motos, which yeah got me in the top top ten. I think I was the the third finishing Australian, so yeah, I was pretty happy with that. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Got to be happy with that. And then you headed off to Italy last year. Now, before we get into the racing, that track looks like a postcard, mate. Like it looks like the most beautiful spot there in Italy. Um, talk yeah. about the area there. Was it exactly as it seems? That is it, Trentino? Is that the, what they call yeah. the track there? Yeah, we're at. Um, I think it was yeah Trentino in Trento. I think that was the. I don't okay. know what they call it over there, like state or, you know, whatever that is over there. The region or whatever. Yeah, that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, what you see at the race, you know, there's a massive mountain behind the track, like just a big rock face, man. It's bloody crazy. Um, it's kind of, you know, out in the country, I would say. You know, there's, there was a town, I think, half an hour from where we – because we stayed at the track. I think there was a town half an hour and it wasn't very big, so – we're kind of out in no man's land, really, but um, yeah, it was it was beautiful being there. You know, there was bloody. You'd wake up in the morning, there was people skydiving off the rock cliff over the track. It was um, it was pretty cool. That's crazy. So, did you just have like a motorhome or something that you were cruising no, around there, in? No, and... there, there's actually a motel, kind of a little motel stay at the track. Oh, it's wow. like yeah, it's I wouldn't say it's on the same premises, but it's just up the hill, and um, I think. So, yeah, Team Australia were in it. It was only small. I, I don't even know. I think there probably would have been 20 rooms. Um, but Team Australia, I think a, another small team was there. They had two or three riders. So, you know, that was easy. We just we could just walk down to the to the track and the truck every every day and it was, uh, yeah, it was easy. We didn't have to drive anywhere, didn't have to, you know, do any of that stuff. So it was you pretty would cool. You would have been lucky to snag that accommodation. Yeah. Yeah. So close, yeah. Bloody yeah, Mark's got onto that real early, so um, yeah, we're pretty happy with that. He, he's I been think... doing that job for a long time. He's pretty all over that stuff. I think he started oh, about 2009, I think, when they went to yeah. New Zealand. That was his first time, which was when I went and I first got to know Mark. So yeah, um, being in Europe, did you and like KDM's obviously a European company. Did they provide bikes for you? How did that go? Getting bikes, or did Mark line it up, or did you take uh, suspension, or how'd that go? Yeah, we got a bike lined up with KDM, just uh, yeah, just the one one two five. But uh, we had to take over. We had our cone valve uh, forks and track shock, so we took that over. And I think maybe a carby and a barrel. Okay, I think that's what we took over. Yeah, uh, that was a bit of a hassle, you know, having to drain all the oils and all that kind of stuff. Bloody getting through the airports, but um, yeah, it was definitely an experience. Like. None of us knew what was going on, mum, dad and I. We were bloody having to contact all of these different people just to make sure we're doing everything like legal kind of thing. But, um, yeah, everything was – it worked pretty well. You know, we had uh, a guy over there. I think Ross Beaton actually helped us with a guy over there to get um, to get tyres. Okay. We're running Pirelli's over there and Ross came over with us as the team coach. Okay. So it was pretty helpful having him there. He helped uh, me and Alex Larwood out a fair bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he would have a few contacts, obviously, through Jed, and he's been around a while too. So that yeah. would have been super handy. Yeah, it definitely was. And just introducing us to different people over there, man. Like, I can't tell you the amount of people that I met. I, I can't remember half of them, but it was, <laughs> it was pretty cool, you know. <laughs> and did you get to do some practice over there and before the race, or was it straight into the racing? Or Yeah, we got there. Um, I think we got there the Monday kind of that week and we didn't race till saturday and um 
we, you know, the first three days we're kind of just getting everything ready. Like the we were under the Digger KDM truck, Team Australia was, and that got there and then we were kind of setting that up. We got our bikes, we were setting them up under the truck for the first couple of days and then once we got, you know, everything sorted, we went, we went to a test track. I can't recall where it was or what the track was called. But um, we went to a test track on Thursday, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're just there for a day, you know, getting everything sorted, buddy. I think what I was actually, what I was most concerned about is we had to wear elbow pads and shoulder pads. Oh, right. Was, what, like, was that part of the rules? Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it's a like an FIM rule over there. I'm not sure if the the yeah, pros right. and that have to run it, but definitely the amateur classes did. Yeah, right. So. Yeah, we I felt like I was getting used to that for the whole day. But um yeah, it was kind of that and just setting the bike up. I got I was um lucky enough I got it set up pretty pretty quick, everything felt good and then yeah, I was just I was, you know, everything felt good. I was riding pretty good at the test track and last I think it was my last session I just had a silly mistake and uh, injured my thumb. I think it was two I think I had two laps to go or something I said in my head before that lap, but yeah, that happened and Kind of didn't know what to do. Yeah, we just, you know, it was painful enough that I couldn't ride anymore that day. So we just kind of went back to the motel, iced it up, strapped it up a bit, and just I wanted to, you know, wait the next day or two till we went racing. So yeah, that was a shame. Yeah, that's a bit of a bummer, mate, to go all that way and have a bit of an injury to carry. But by all accounts, mate, you were on it and going pretty quick, nonetheless. So you know, good on you for getting out there and representing Australia. Yeah. No, yeah, we, we, you know, we tried to give it a run in practice. Um, just missed the mark in qualifying. I think it was three positions or something. I think it was like three tenths of a second. It was, you know, there was nothing in it. But um, I actually got, I got so close, man. We went out in the, there was a last chance qualifier race. Yeah. It was, I'm not sure how many laps it was. I think it was probably a 10, 15 minute moto. And it was top four, you know, there was four more places to get into the, finals and i actually just man I, I think my whole hand was wrapped up i just went psycho with the grip tape <laughs> um but it honestly wasn't hurting and i had a a pretty average start but i i got into second i think by the second lap and i was you know the emotions were getting pretty high i'm like you know i'm going to qualify over here and i was pushing for the lead and just yeah crashed over one of these rollers and it was just in a bit of a crappy spot and everyone was coming over landing on my bike and i couldn't do anything about it so that was a shame, but I was, you know, happy to be there and gave him a bit of a bit of a battle. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, were your plans to go again? Could you still be eligible? Like I know what didn't happen this year, but were you going to go this year? Was was it going to happen? Or yeah, that was definitely in the books. Yeah, I was kind of up for redemption, I guess. But yeah, we're definitely going. I think I can even probably go next year. Oh really? I think I'm the right age. Yeah, right. Because it's I think it's like thirteen to seventeen is the you know, age kind of gap. So, I, yeah, I turned 17 um, next March. So, yeah. Just scraping. Because that, I guess they would still use that January 1 rule that yeah. comes in and, you know, you'll be 16 still at January 1. So, you should be right, I suppose. Yeah. So, I'm not sure if we will next year because, I don't know, I'm just, I feel like I don't think I could push the 125 as quick as I could anymore just because of, how big I am, and I know that's no excuse. All those Euro guys are pretty big on a one two five, but um, I think we're just yeah focus on the four strokes from now on. Yeah, I guess you see what happens, mate. Um, 
you've been on the KDMs for a long time, like since 65s. One question we've had a bit here, Jed, was like people asking about sponsorship and bike shops and all this sort of stuff. And yeah. question we've got for you, mate, is how does it develop from, you know, you're on a 65, dad buys you a bike. How does it develop into uh, did you go through the dealership for sponsorship and then how did that eventually turn end up into riding for Raceline KDM? Yeah, I, um, yeah, we just started, you know, buying bikes and gear and all that kind of stuff and probably – Two years into into juniors, I um we just yeah went to a local dealer and kind of got a little bit of help out of them. I wouldn't call it like a race plan or anything like that, but um they helped us out a little bit for the the next three years, three to four years, and um you know we we you know you have to get around kind of thing, go to big races here and there. I think I you know I went to all the Aussie titles and um, New South Wales and got my ass absolutely kicked for four years. Like I, I was no good as a, as a young junior. Was that just the dealership in Dubbo that was helping you? Mate, yeah, or? that was, uh, yeah, Dubbo City Motorcycles, KDM. Yep. So, um, and you know, we're still pretty, we're still close with them now. They still, that's where all our parts and everything comes through still. So, um, but yeah, that's how it started. And then I, um, yeah, I started winning a fair bit while I was with them and riding with them and then, you know, our relationship got bigger and they helped us out a little bit more here and there and yeah a, a gap just opened up for um to ride for KDM Australia junior team in 2017 you know a few a couple of riders left I think one went overseas um two were going senior so they had a, a couple of spots there and I managed to you know ride pretty well I got the uh an Aussie title in 16 so that was you know perfect opportunity to Signed with them, so yeah, I was with them for three three years. I think it was no two two to three years, yeah, till end of juniors, and then it was kind of a stepping stone into Raceline, and we were already pretty close with uh, Chris Woods was the manager at the time. Yeah. So when we'd go to uh, MX Nationals for the Rookies Cup, you know, I'd pit with Chris, and he'd help us out and bits and pieces like that, and he was already you know doing my suspension and engines and. Um, so it just kind of went from there, you know, everything led to another and now, yeah, here we are. Awesome. Yeah, so looking ahead to next year, you're planning to stay with KDM? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, nothing's really happened yet. So I think, yeah, I think that's where everything's heading. We're just going to probably still be with Raceline. Um, you know, we haven't really had any proper racing to kind of shake anything else up. So, that's it, um, yeah. That's what I was thinking. There's been no racing on, except for yeah. the East Coast and stuff. No nationals of that. So, yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm very happy with Raceline. You know, they're pretty help. They're very helpful, and um, you know, I can't ask for anything more as as a rookie. So, yeah. Are you going to um? Are you going to race the new MX3 class, or are you keen to um jump up to the the 250 class? I'm not quite sure yet. I think I definitely I think I want to go um into the MX2. Yep. But. You know, I don't know. I have to talk to Raceline, see what they think. Um, even Dad, you know, just see what will work best. But I, I think I'd rather jump straight into MX2. Fair enough. All right, Jed, your 10 questions. Yeah, got a few questions for you. Let's do yep. it. <laughs> Righto. Um, how did you get into motocross? Um, just, you know, just a hobby, I think. Everyone everyone kind of starts like that. I, was, I actually played football when I was oh, six, seven. And then, yeah, Dad bought me a CRF50, uh, just rode that around the paddocks and then went to a little race at Dubbo and, yeah, from then I just loved it. So that's how it started. 
Yeah. Did you did you ride at any any other disciplines like flat track or, or anything like that, or just straight into like motocross? You went straight no, to Dubbo. It, yeah, we were just yeah. straight into the motocross. Uh, I actually have never really tried to race anything else. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd like, I'd like to give something a go, maybe a bit of enduro, enduro here and there. But hey, Everyone's getting into that. Yeah, they? I've seen that. <laughs> You're on the right colour for it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Um, your favourite track? Um, I'd have to say Goanna Track, Sakuna Barabin. Oh. I've, I think I've done thousands of laps around that track, but. Every time, it's just just as good as every other one. There's definitely, you know, a few tracks that I love to ride, but um, that's always been at the top of my books. Yeah, it's a crazy track. When it's prep, prepped unreal, it, it's a good trip up there. It is, man. It's unreal. And, like, I've seen it, you know, like I've been there that many times. I've seen it, like, in the sweet spot. Like, it is so good. Yeah, yeah. It'd yeah. be pretty good at the moment, wouldn't it? Like, you guys, more regional Australia, have had a fair bit more rain in the last few months. It. Has it been pretty good lately, or you haven't been out there? Yeah, we've. Um, I actually went out there a, a few weeks back. It's because you know they haven't been open very often. Okay. Just because of you know no one's been coming out. All the parks have been opening up around Newcastle and stuff like that. So uh, there's not many Central West people that are willing to go over there. But um, I went there yeah a few weeks back, and it was it was really good. Actually, we went there three days after rain. Um, yeah, they ripped it up heaps nice. There was actually a few people showed up, and it was really good. That's good. Would have been perfect then. Yeah, it was unreal. Yeah, uh, the most fierce competitor you've you've battled with. Ooh, um, or you I'd do battle say, with currently? I'd have to say Regan Duffy. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I raced. I think it was a year. I raced with him. Uh, his it was his last year of juniors, and my second last. And I kind of was able to get up there and mix it in with him a little bit. He was definitely. Definitely quicker than I was, but um, there was a few races where you know we actually we got at it. Actually, Junior Worlds at Horsham, we had a, a few battles in the first moto. I think it was actually we were neck and neck the whole race. So I'd definitely say he was probably one of the hardest I've raced. Yeah, right. The most uh, memorable race. <sighs> um, I'd say I've got I've got a good and a bad one. Okay. Um, Give us both. Uh, the good one would have been my last race at Junior Aussies in 2016. I um I was two points down on the leader, Brad West, in uh yeah the final going in the final race, and you know it was a a must win situation, and this was the first time I was ever going for something that big, and you know all the weight was on the shoulders, but. Where was that at? 2016 Junior uh, were... Redmark, South Australia. Oh yeah, yep, right on. Yep, you painted a picture here. I'm, I'm into this. Yeah, bloody, it was a hectic week. It was so wet, windy. Um, oh, that's when actually, all the power went out. Yeah, and they had the whole state blackout on. Yeah. I think it was the third day. I remember it was crazy. that. Now you mention it, yeah, because uh, I got some neighbours that live near me here, and they were at it, and I remember them saying like they had no power, and the whole yeah. state was a blackout, and all that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Anyway, it was hectic. Um. Yeah, but went into last race. I actually got it all on GoPro. I was so happy. Bloody terrible start, man. I, I would have been 20th, 25th. And Brad was in the lead, so I had to beat Brad, <laughs> you know. I just went full panic mode. But um, everything just clicked that day and just I made my way straight to the front. I think I passed him with two laps to go and that was definitely the highlight of my junior career. Um, but then, yeah, I've got a 
I've got a couple bad ones, but one, one give us one. Yeah, I went to uh, I think it was Horsham in um, twenty Horsham Aussies in twenty thirteen. Okay, so I think I was on sixty five, but um, that was that was actually yeah, I was I was pretty quick that year, and I think I qualified first, and um, we had like a practice session before one of our races, and. I absolutely kamikaze myself down one of the straights and like he had a tweaked neck for the rest rest of the year or something. And it was just like one of those things I'll never forget because I felt like I was so close. You know what I mean? And I like had that week. Yeah. And then something just had like something went wrong and it just kind of ruined it for me and just fell apart. Yeah. And I actually I actually quit after that, that week. You know, I was right. just I was yeah, like, you know, little kid things. I was yeah, just yeah. getting yeah. in the race. <laughs> Threw the toes out of the car. Yeah, it was dead set. I didn't even go racing on Friday. I just said to Dad, I said, I want to go to the zoo today. I don't even want to race. (laughs) So we went to the zoo and that was it. I think I was off the bike for three weeks. That was was about it. And then you were handed in to go riding again. Yeah, then I wanted to go riding again. But um, (laughs) It's a typical young kid. That's cool. Yeah, I won't won't forget that one though. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, The biggest influence or someone you have looked up to? Um. I looked up to Ryan Dungey since, since yeah, since I can remember, since I started watching AMA. He's just, I just love his drive. Like just being able to watch all them videos of him, you know, all these interviews of him training, just doing everything by himself. I just, I reckon that's so cool. And I, you know, I want to be a guy that does that again. So, yeah, and it's kind of how. You, yeah, well, I guess you are KDM and everything. Out, yeah, out in Dubbo training by yourself, and yeah, if you're going to model yourself off someone. He's not a bad guy to be that's, modelled off. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely yeah. trying to follow in his footsteps. But yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. So I'll so well favorite rider growing up. Yeah, Ryan definitely. Yeah. Um. So you're a country boy. Obviously, like country music. Yeah. Favorite song. Favorite song would be uh, "Caught Up in the Country." By um, Rodney Atkins. Well, that's very much different to what we had in the last show with Dylan <laughs> <Yeah>. Wood. <laughs> well, we listened to Juice World. We listened. To We're trying Juice to remember World his name, Juice World, and all sorts of stuff. So we'll play a bit of this, hey, Jed. Let's let's press the button here. Road to run here we go. So I much prefer this. Yeah. Oh, that's good then. Yes. Much prefer this. See, this is a bit better in your sprint event, Jeff. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> How many seconds a lap can I shave off my lap times listening to this song on the way to the track? I'd end up punching beers on the way to the track. <laughs> <laughs> that's zero. Probably. No, I'm, I'm glad you like it. Normally you get shut down for liking country music. So. No, I like country music. That's yeah. good then. And yeah. now our intro music is actually a little bit country uh, yeah. at the start of the show. Yeah, um, it definitely is. And uh, like, i got to admit, like... At the moment, I'm the first thing I would pick out on my Spotify list if I'm playing anything would be a bit of Luke Combs. He is just yes, he is. at the moment. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's my favourite at the moment. But anyway, it's not about me. Yeah, Jed. No. Um, uh, young kids love the the Leary gear combos. They've got the fluoro colours and everything going on now. And it's all about the gear and the brand and everything. What's your favourite gear combo that you've got in your bag right now? Oh. Um. Yeah, I've got a few, but um, so you're a Thor athlete. Yes, yeah, I, I run Thor. Um, That's a team deal, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's through the team. I've got 
there's a few practice sets that no one sees, but um, I really like, well, you would have seen, you know, Cooper Webb, that orange and um, navy blue. Yeah. Um, you know, KDM get up kind of thing. Yeah, yep. look good, yeah. The yep. Prime yep. Pro, I definitely think, I don't know if that's, you know, it's not crazy bright or anything, but I like that kind of style, just kind of simple, darker. That's just, that's my thing, so. Yeah, it looks not, nice on the KDM. Yeah, it does. It yeah. does. Yeah, matches it. Not the um, not the fluoro yellows and stuff and no. And well, yeah, there. I went through that um, running Troy Lee designs in the junior team, and that was you know there was a few bright colours in there. <laughs> I don't think don't think suited me, but you know you have to do what you got to do. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um. So favourite sport um or athlete outside of motocross? Ooh. Um. Geez, I don't know. I don't follow anything. Many other things. Just that's a right. moto guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I like a little bit of V8s, oh, yeah? supercars. Um, I wouldn't say I have a favourite driver or anything like that or a favourite team, but you know, I watch that a fair bit. Yeah, cool. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't really follow anything else, hey, to be honest with you. That's, that's right. That's just right. good, dedicated to the motocross. Yeah. Yeah, that's the go. Um, what's your first car going to be? Oh, I don't know, you haven't got your licence, have you? No, I've got my L's, so... <laughs> on your L's, it's, it's how Been, young. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you're roping in Dad, clocking up the hours, or is it Mum, or what's, who's, the, who's helping you out? Uh, yeah, a bit of both. <laughs> um, I think I do more driving with Dad, just, you know, going to the tracks and all that. Um, Have you got a Sprinter van? What do you, uh, what do you, what do you a, um Volkswagen, bloody um, Crafter. Oh, oh Crafter, yeah, yeah. 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 We, uh, yeah, we've been through a few Sprinters and... Fiat's and, you know, bits and pieces, but this one's stuck with us for a while. Um, I don't know. I reckon that would probably be my first car, if I'm being honest with you. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, Dad will say, there's your car, son. Yeah. Off you go. Yeah, Dad's got a buddy. <laughs> Dad's got his own car, so I may as well take that one. He won't need it for anything. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last but, question from me. Um, this is question 11, even though we said it was 10. Where do you practice? Have you got your own track or you've got a few tracks going on out there or what's your sort of schedule with practicing, like as in on the bike? Yeah, I've got um, I've got a little bit of a flat track uh, at my place. It's it's hard to ride. It's always underwater. It yeah, sounds right. stupid, you know, we're in drought, but it holds water ridiculously, so I don't understand that. But I have honestly haven't ridden that for a long time, but we've got a, a few mates you know, on the other side of town. They have – a couple of private tracks. So I go out to one every Wednesday and, um, you know, bits and pieces, I'll go out to another one, some Fridays, another one, some Tuesdays, just wherever we can. It's, it's hard, you know, I don't have my license. So I've always got to either ask someone to come get me or wait for mum and dad to finish work, which has been pretty hard with now daylight savings is coming. It's all right. You can get out a bit later and go for rides. But, um, yeah, there's just a, a few um, private tracks around, but uh, that's been really it. Nothing special. Awesome. Well, that about wraps it up from me, Blake. Thanks for coming on the show. It's been a good time. Nice chat. We've learned a bit about you, mate, and got to know you, which is unreal. Best of luck for the rest of the season. Um, Jed? Yeah, no, best of luck for the for the season, obviously. Well, it's almost over now, but going into next year and that and your future, and I'm sure we'll catch up and see you around the track. Yeah, no, thanks for that. Um, it's been, yeah, been good talk years, and hopefully, yeah, something turns around next year and we can do a bit more racing mate that'd be great if we can get some more racing in we'll get you in and maybe if you're down here in the newcastle area mate we'll get you here in studio and 
have a bit of a chat to you in here. Yeah, that sounds good. That'd be unreal. It would be, mate. All right. Thanks for coming on, buddy. We'll catch you next time. Yeah, we'll do. Catch you.